Hey everyone, welcome to Heady Girl Pod, a podcast where sharing what I wish I knew earlier helps us get out of our heads, take up space, and breathe just a little bit easier. I'm your host, Jennifer, and that's with all ease. And in this episode, we're talking about where this obsession started. <laughs> because this week's topic is kind of an obsession for me, if I'm honest. Okay, it's the last episode of assessments for now. Depending on whether you care about this kind of topic, that could be a good thing or a disappointing thing. If it's a good thing, well, thank you for putting up with it this long for this week. But if it's disappointing that it's ending, reach out to me personally or on Handy Girl Pod IG. This content is a bit of my small business and using my strengths and approaches, what comes easy to me to help other people find what comes easy to them, right? I'm a person who collects information, organizes it, creates safe space for emotional expression, prefer intellectual conversations, and empathetic. Yeah, of course I want to help individuals and groups have big conversations about themselves. It's what I do. It's who I am. So do feel free to reach out if you want to chat more. All right. So the last assessment I'm talking about today is actually one of the first assessments I took that started this self-discovery journey, I don't know, more than 10 years ago. If you recall, a couple episodes ago, when I was introducing this topic, I mentioned I was working at this job, which I didn't like anymore, and I told HR. Yes, I know. But the guy had me do two assessments, if you remember I said. One I shared was the career anchors. But the other one was an intensive Myers-Briggs type preference assessment. I say intensive because I remember it was like 144 questions. And then he gave me this personalized booklet to explain so much about my results. When I tell you, I was in shock how accurate everything was. And again, getting language to express what my behaviors were was so validating. Oh, yeah. The disclaimer. One, you don't have to share your results with people. And two, it's not about being put in a box. I'm not saying everybody is the same if you have the same results. Okay. This was about, I don't know how long ago. I was probably in my mid to late 20s for the first time realizing, one, I wasn't broken, but also there might be other people that approach life in the same way that I do. Well, not too many other people <laughs> because Myers-Briggs results gives you four letter combinations. There are eight different letters. Your letter combo is one out of 16 potential options. My letter combo, INFJ, well, it's listed as the least common type amongst the population. I think it's only about 1.5% of the population. <laughs> of course, that would be the case, right? If you remember my Enneagram type four, being different is probably a good thing for me. <laughs> Anyways, my letter combo INFJ stands for I, introvert, a preference for my internal world more than my external one, which would be E for extrovert, N for intuition, a preference for recognizing or using patterns more than using tangible things to collect information. 
which would be S for sensing. F for feeling, which is a preference for making decisions based on feelings more than logical thinking, which would be T for thinking. And J, judging, a preference for systematic methodical structure more than the in the moment flexible one, which would be P for perceiving. So again, my letters are I-N-F-J. I will say, even though you get a combination of four letters, the results are on a spectrum. So whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, it's on a scale. For example, I retook the assessment a couple years ago, but this time it was a free version and not the 144 questions one. And I got the same INFJ results, but this version showed me the percentage of each response. I'll put the link in the show notes if you're interested in taking it for yourself. For introvert, I got 89%. Yeah. <laughs> for intuition, I got 64%. For feelings, I got 75%. And for judging, I got 61%. So for the most part, I'm more than half percentage of, on all of them, but very much so on the introvert and feeling scales. Yeah, that makes sense. What I love about all this with my Clifton strengths, I talked about last episode, my connectedness strength easily sees a connection between all of my assessment results and how they all work together. Uh, literally can get into the conversation for hours. It's so good. I also mentioned a couple of episodes ago, when I learn about a result, I go straight to Pinterest to learn more, also my strength, and to organize the information into categories, also my strength, because I have a lot of secret boards on Pinterest because mind your business, but I do have quite a few public ones too. And they all have sections within them because organizing. Anyways, my INFJ board, it's fun. One, because you'll find funny memes about your type, along with articles and information and even who you're most compatible with, meaning with other types. I try not to let assessments define my life that much, like who I'm compatible with, but I have noticed some patterns with people I'm attracted to, which matches the content. So I guess I can see why a little bit. One interesting thing I learned about INFJs is called the door slam. Though introverted and to themselves, I'm assuming related to the making decisions based on feelings things part of me, INFJs are more apt to figuratively slam the door on something that no longer suits them or that stresses them out. Think of a person or a situation. And when I learned that, I looked back on my life and I did do that very easily. Actually, I shouldn't say easily. It came with a lot of pain and heartache and headache. But INFJs tend to stay in it too long, whatever it is. And then one day, door slam. No explanation, no conversation, no heads up. It's not meant to be rude or done in an angry way every time. But it's like the intuition part of us sees the pattern. It doesn't matter what change the person or situation says it's going to happen. 
We can't do it anymore. Then our introversion made us not be able to really have a conversation about it or initiate a conversation about it. And then our intuition made us see the truth and our feelings made the decisions for us. When I look back on friendships that ended without an official goodbye in my life or jobs I just couldn't do another day, how I exited, I think, was heavy INFJ door slam. Now, does that mean that other people who aren't INFJ can't do similar things? Not at all. Or that other INFJs also are door slammers? Not at all. Again, no assessment is meant to put you in a box. For each one I've talked about this week, you might not be shown as having the same results as me, but you do the same things as me. It's not only certain people who do certain things. Please understand that. One, it's just an interest of mine because my brain can take it all in. I appreciate the language it provides in describing human behavior and needs. And it just so happens all my results are spot on. <laughs> if you never take them, or if you do take them and it's like, this is dumb, <laughs> that's cool too. <laughs> I mean, if you tell me that, I'm probably going to assume you have a T in your letter combo <laughs> or an S. <laughs> um, kidding, <laughs> not really. I have a list of all the assessments and the results that I've taken. And I just looked at it. To date, I've probably taken about 13 or 14 of them. I've got love languages, appreciation at work language, disc assessment, values assessment, spiritual health assessment, multiple intelligence, and so many others. I even love taking those, what kind of pizza are you? Or which SpongeBob character would you be? I mean, those aren't on my list, but I have taken those too. But the three that I've shared this week are really my go-to. I see how they play out every day in my life and the good and the not so good that they bring. The thing I want to help other people do is a thing I'm learning to do for myself. To use this information not to box me in to a set of expectations or behaviors, but to use it to have words to see my why and my what and to use that information to design my next phase of life. Because if I knew I had a door slam tendency, or I'll say it this way, if I knew I had the potential tendency to slam doors, I would have maybe worked on being better about not doing that. I hope this week you got a little more curious and looked into at least one of the sites. Knowing about yourself is really a gift. And what you do with that gift is up to you. So yeah, that's what I wish I knew earlier. Self-discovery is key to a life lived with intention. And hopefully, now you know it sooner. Well, that's it for our episode today. Thanks so much for listening in. Be sure to follow and if you haven't already, find me on Instagram at HeadyGirlPod to say hi, send in a question, or share something you wish you knew earlier. Until next time, I hope you find many moments to breathe deep and take up space. Bye.